Welcome to Podcast Marketing Secrets, the place for entrepreneurs, coaches, and CEOs who are looking to grow their brand, become a key person of influence in their industry, and get their ideal clients to come to them. I'm your host, Al Morenton. My guest today is Sarah Losi. Sarah founded Favorite Daughter Media to help mission-driven brands and creators amplify their social reach and impact. Combining business strategy with creative marketing tactics, Favorite Daughter Media launches custom branded podcasts to help you establish authority, reach your goals, and grow your business by creating genuine connections between you and your target consumer. With a goal to educate and empower, Sarah has been featured on conference stages across the country, including FinCon Expo, PodFest Multimedia Expo, and Outlier Podcast Festival on numerous business, finance, and entrepreneurship podcasts, and in publications such as Authority Magazine. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome, awesome. So um, I was looking at, at, at your website, you, you do storytelling, and, and you work with uh, uh, helping people launch podcasts. So yeah. how did you get into that? I actually got into it when I was working in finance. I became the executive producer of a podcast that um, my employer had launched. And mm -hmm. I spent years just kind of learning the ins and outs of podcasts and going to different conferences. And I decided to launch my company in January just to be a little more creative than I can be in the finance space and really focus on spreading messages and helping uh, businesses figure out what their stories are and really lead with those stories so they can connect with people more so than just market to them. Right on. And then uh, that's awesome. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm sure it's a big uh, chain to going from finance to what you're doing now. Uh, so um, what, what this, the storytelling um is it mainly the origin story for the for the person or the company, or, or is it like a variety of stories? It's a little bit of everything. I think when we want to be thought leaders, it's so much more than just being an expert on a topic. We need to use stories to really just communicate with our listeners. So whether it's our origin stories or case studies, testimonials, stories of our journeys and how we got to where we are, all of these different stories are how we connect. Because if I just give you stats and figures, that's not going to really be impactful. It could be interesting, but it's not going to connect. And our brains are just wired to react to stories. The way that when you listen to a story, your brain actually fires neurons the same way as the person telling it because we just we want to hear them. So it's a really uh, important way to connect rather than just throw some sales marketing out. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, yeah, I've seen it, you know, like, like the, the the people that know how to tell stories really well. They, they just like people just get engaged all around them. And when you do try to just like be factual, then you, you could lose people right away. Um, so how do people find their story like, what, uh, and to make people want to hear them? And does everybody have a story? Everybody has a story. Um, I One of the things that I actually started my company to do was help people figure out what their story is, because I would tell people, you have to leave with stories. And they would tell me, I don't have a story. And that always blew my mind because 
everyone has experienced something. And I feel like when we say we don't have a story, what we mean is our story isn't important or our story doesn't have value. But yeah. what what the value is, is in shared experiences. And that's how we connect when we hear someone who's gone through something similar to ours. But we feel like our story has to be something that's headline worthy. So I fell into this actually because I had a ridiculous story that really impacted my career because I accidentally got myself booked on one of the biggest finance podcasts in the country to tell a story that had nothing to do with finance just because the host really liked it. And the way that he walked me through telling the story, it showed me that this story that I would just tell as a joke in a bar was actually really impactful and had a lot of value. So when we think about what our story can be, we just have to think about the moments in our lives that things changed or the moments where we learned a big lesson. And the story is just the context, what was happening in your life at that time. Right on. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hosting and being on podcasts as well, it, it shows you like how that's just how many people have these awesome stories that that don't get out to the world, you know, which is a shame. So do you feel that podcasts are like a good vehicle for getting those stories out? Absolutely. I think podcasts are such a unique medium because it's all based on connection. And you don't listen to a podcast to hear stats and figures or sales messages. You listen to a podcast to be inspired or educated, to be engaged, to connect with people, to find a community. And those stories are what's going to help that happen. And you can still educate through stories when you weave in that really vital information. But the story part is what's going to make it memorable. Right on. For sure. For sure. So like that being said, do, do you feel like um, like like a podcast is sort of in, in today's world, you think it's essential for a, like a, a small business or a brand to have a podcast these days? I don't think it's like essential. I think it's powerful. And I think it's something that everyone should at least consider because it has so many just like ways to help your business grow. And when you have a podcast, you can do it really inexpensively. You can launch it yeah. with just a cell phone. Basically, there's so many different ways that you can scale it. But you can start really small. And the reach that it can have be through like different SEO and keywords and uh, just organic traffic, it can have a really big impact. And when you're sharing stories and treating it as a interactive, engaging piece of content rather than a marketing plan or an ad, you can find people that really connect with what you have to say and they'll start to get to know you. They'll start to trust you. And that's how they turn from just listeners to your supporters. And that's when they start to invest in you and invest in what you're doing. Right on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely increasing that no like, and trust factor mm -hmm. for sure. So um, you mentioned a couple things already, but how, but how does a, how can a podcast, uh, like a benefit of business? Like, like what, what are some of the way, ways that it does? There's so many. How much time do you have? <laughs> um, so the ones that I think of immediately um, when we're looking at like kind of the technical piece of it is the SEO. 
And Mm -hmm. if you're struggling to get traffic to your website or get discovered by your target, having a podcast is so, so powerful to having you show up better on Google. Uh, When you put a podcast episode on your website, there's so many keywords. I think I did a test on one of my episodes to see how many times two keywords that were most key to the episode showed up. And I think it was 63 for the main one and like 42 for the second. That's so many times that that one single keyword is on your site. So that's going to make you show up better for that. And then having the different types of content, having backlinks to the different players and to your guests, having engaging content that keeps people from leaving your website right away, all those different factors are going to make you way more discoverable as a business when it comes to Google. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah, the SEO factor, that's crazy awesome. You know, the increasing traffic, all that kind of stuff. That's beautiful. Yeah, um, and it's you're doing it inexpensively because you're not having to run ads to get to your website. You just have your podcast there, and it's all organic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's almost like a, a, a next step because at at a certain point, like Facebook ads and things, they they escalate in price because you have mm-hmm. to broaden the you know niche and, and the, the the quality is isn't as good because you're broadening you know your scope and everything. So uh for you know people especially established businesses and business owners i, I feel it's like a, a an awesome next step for being able to just to continually bring in traffic it's not the only thing but it's a it, but it is a major tool for um engaging people and and uh bringing them in, into your into your herd basically right Yeah, I don't think a podcast should be seen as a marketing plan. I think you can't really look at it in a vacuum. But when you incorporate it into other pieces of marketing and other things that you're doing within your company, it's going to show so much impact and help you grow a lot faster. Right on. Awesome. So that 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 being said, do you feel that there is, is, is there like a right way and a wrong way to do a podcast for a business? Definitely. Um, I think when you say branded podcast, the first thing that you think of is it's a podcast about my brand. And it's not. Um, When a branded podcast just means that it is used for business growth and it's paid for by a brand, but you're not actually supposed to be talking about your brand. That is called an infomercial and Mm -hmm. nobody wants to listen to those for fun. So if you're going to start a podcast for your business, you need to look at what is a show and what is a concept that you would want to listen to and how can you showcase the highlights of your brand without it actually being an ad so talking about the things that you value and talking about like different things happening in your industry talking about the interests of your audience things that tie back to your company but aren't explicitly this is what we do this is how we do it yeah for sure and um, yeah, Jason Priestley. I don't know if you know who he is, but he he uh, he um, he has key person of influence and these other mm-hmm. things. But um, he he talks about like having a big idea, you know, for the podcast and like so, so, something that uh, people have a problem that needs to be solved, and you could talk about those problems and 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 different th- things. But it's but you don't talk about like, like your brand and selling them these stuff, this stuff, you know. 
like, yeah. like, like an example would be like, you, you know, that like walking a certain amount of steps, to, you know, um, like the 10,000 steps is going to get you somewhere and you may sell something, but you just talk about that kind of step. And then they figure out that you sell something that helps them along with that, then they'll, they'll eventually buy from you, but you're not just yeah. constantly pitching. Yeah, I usually think of Jeep as an example. Um, if they were to have, they probably do have a podcast. Uh, I should probably look that up. But um, if Jeep were to put put out a podcast, they wouldn't talk about Jeeps. It wouldn't be like today's episode is on steering wheels. Like nobody is going to listen to that show. Yeah. But they would list. They would talk about the things that Jeep owners and people that want Jeeps really value. So they talk about getting outdoors and getting off like the paved roads, having adventures, all of these different ideas that are really rooted in the core of who Jeep is as a company. And then when these listeners come time to, oh, I need to buy a car, Jeep is what's going to be in their mind because they've have this connection to that brand. Yeah, for sure. That, that, that's an awesome example. And um yeah because you know doing that and, and, and just building community around you know something that you know has a common interest you know and and your product just happens to flow with that um it's, it's a little bit outside of a podcast but like uh fat tire the beer uh -huh. um that like every year in or several a couple times a year or whatever in different uh parts of the world they'll do these uh bicycle rides I, I can have people you know in california or wherever you know come together and and do like a 10 mile bicycle ride and they'll end up at a, at a pub or something and and hang out but um but but that's like a huge community builder and like and, and, and it's grown to like thousands of people like they look forward to that you know and, and it keeps them connected to that brand and their their advertising budget is very small but they're but but the market share that they've taken because of these community building things is uh has made them grow massive as far as and their profits are are are, are huge because they don't have this big of an advertising budget. Yeah, it's at, we're at the point, especially with small businesses, you need to find a way to stand out, and you need to find a way to do it on a budget. I mean, I run a small business, you will never see me on a Super Bowl ad. I don't have the millions of dollars that goes into that, but I'm still able to promote my business because I do it in ways that are strategic and using podcasting, podcast guesting, different types of thought leadership, speaking at conferences, getting on stage. All of these different things are ways that you can really grow as an authority and become that go-to in people's minds when your topic comes up. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, and as far as like doing like a, a branded podcast, uh, is, can it be beneficial for the employees as well? And, it, and is that a different kind of a podcast? So there's internal podcasts and that's something that I'm really excited about. Um, I've been really digging into internal podcasting and how it can impact company culture mm -hmm. and, because podcasting really fuels communities and fuels connections for people who don't know each other and all of these like random people around the world, you can take those same concepts and those same ideas and apply them into your company. And since COVID, when companies are 
part remote or there's companies that have offices all over the country that they don't really know each other. Podcasts are such a great way to connect your team and unite them and get to know them. Having the executives record episodes so it's not like, oh, the CEO lives in some other state, never met him, never talked to him before. You can feel like you've connected with him in that way. And you can celebrate wins and you can highlight different em employees and what they've done and celebrate anniversaries and birthdays and all of these different things that really make a company feel like a family without having to make it those awful icebreaker events at the company picnic that nobody wants. <laughs> like, how can we yeah. do it in a way that's creative and engaging and something that people want to get involved with? And internal podcasts are so powerful for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it's a way to like uh, slowly, you know, put it in every week or whatever, or, or twice yeah. a month, or however often, instead of instead of having something shoved down your throat at the company picnic, like kind of thing. Yeah, and there's even ways that you can use it for onboarding and for training. Instead of like, here's a 20 page packet you have to read by Monday that makes no sense to you. Have a podcast episode. Have HR explaining your benefits. Have have people giving tips that they've learned in their 10 years at the company that'll help you develop your career. Different things that are just like kind of insider tips or help you really assimilate into the company, understand what options you have as benefits. Things like that are going to be really helpful. And presenting them this way is just more engaging. I don't know about you, but I've never read my employee benefits packet. I worked in finance and I still didn't read it. <laughs> but if if they were just like, here, listen to this 10 minute episode that talks about it and explains everything and makes it really easy. I would have done that so much faster than I would have read a 20 page packet. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I was like explain, explaining to my friend uh, just last week too. He, he is part of this big, huge flooring company. They're like all over the world and like their customer service um, gets hammered, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, 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 and they, and the employees, like they, they get depressed a lot, but they do a lot of cool stuff. They, they, they do for schools and they do, they do the gymnasiums and they, I mean, it is like crazy stuff. And I, and I was, and my, my friend, he's in charge of that part for like this half of the United States or the Western half of the United States. And, um, I was telling him, like, like if you were to have a podcast and, and show people, you know, like just, just show some of the cool stuff that you're doing, like the people in the customer service and that and in shipping or wherever in the warehouse that never get to see that kind of stuff, they could like take ownership of that and like, hey, we do some really cool stuff and, and be more excited about coming to work, you know? Yeah. And then... Even sharing things like the wins of different customer service people that is a way to celebrate them so that they don't get burnt out or they don't yeah. really like lose interest. Anything that makes you feel like you're seen because people don't leave bad jobs, they leave bad management. So if you're yeah. ignoring your employees and letting them get yelled at by the customers that it's their fault, but they don't accept it, that it has to be the company's fault, anything like that, your people are going to get burnt out and they're going to leave. And if you can do something to make them happy, to celebrate them, to showcase what they're doing, to give them more resources, give them access to education that um, could help them, even if it's not with their job, 
access to financial literacy, access to different things that will really help them in their life, that's going to make a difference. It makes so much of a difference and it makes them feel like these people actually care about me. I'm not just a number on a timesheet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, having an employee, especially, you know, in the lower rungs, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, having them feel recognized and supported, you know, that, that that's huge for retention for a company. And, yeah. And, and, and it's, it's far and more uh, economical to keep an employee than to lose one and have to hire and train anyone. Yeah. And like you said, a podcast is very inexpensive to you know, start and run. So yeah, and especially so, with an internal podcast where you're not subjected to as much scrutiny, it doesn't I mean, there's, of course, like I can produce it professionally for you and happy to do it. <laughs> but you can do it yourself and do it really low budget. And in a way that as long as it sounds like you can understand it, and it's there's no, like, backup uh, beeping in the background or all of this noise, you can do it by yourself. It's really easy to do. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So tell us a little bit about your company and, and like, 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 what, what, like, how, how do you um, help people? Like, what do you do for them? Yeah, so I work with a lot of businesses and entrepreneurs, uh, businesses small and large, and it's all about helping them make those connections with their target audience and doing it through uh, content like podcasts and in a way that does focus on creating that connection and creating trust with their audience rather than just here's some content for the sake of content. So I do podcast launches for companies. I do the internal podcasts and podcasts that are really geared toward specific goals. Um, I have a couple ebooks out on ways that they can be used for higher education to attract new students, how it can be used in real estate and my niches in finance. So how you can create a podcast despite having all of the regulations that come with compliance. So really any way that a business um, wants to use some strategic creative media to help them grow is what I specialize in. Nice, nice. Do you work with video as well or, or, or mainly audio? Yeah, um, the majority of the podcasts that I launch are uh, video and audio. Uh, we do tend to go um, video first just because of right now YouTube has officially surpassed um, any other podcast player as the number one podcast player that there is. And it's also the number two search engine in the world. So for all the companies that are like, oh, podcasts have to be audio, we're not doing video. They are missing the boat completely. So we do the video. We still release on on RSS as audio only, but then have the the videos on YouTube. Use them for TikToks and Reels and different types of really engaging content, so that you can expand that reach. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and uh, doing that, you know, and and doing the Reels and you know, like and tweets and all the different things that you could do with, with, along with it. Um, it. It just gives you like, like one podcast could give you so much ammunition, you, you know, like for for all, all these different, you know, um, assets to, to post yeah. during the week. Yeah, you can take one episode and make content for a month. It's it's amazing how much you can repurpose it and the different ways that you can 
repurpose it based on different types of media consumption because people are very specific about how they consume media mm -hmm. and you're not going to make a not podcast listener listen to a podcast you're just not going to do it but if you can take that podcast and use the transcript to write a blog you're going to reach the people who prefer to read so the all the different ways that you can take this one piece of content and break it down it's going to be so much easier when you have that one big content piece for sure, for sure. And I, I think it's more effective too when you when, when you do that, when you have like this one piece of content and, and you do several marketing pieces and, you know, around it, you know, it, it'll actually get people to engage with that piece of content, you know, however you're giving it to them, you know, in the different ways and actually get the benefit from it. Because I see so many people, they post one thing this day and the next day this, this thing, the next day, you know, and it's something totally different and it doesn't have like there's no effect that it has that people just watch and they forget you know about it it's almost like with with uh, i come from fitness and wellness you know like okay. a, a kind of a background and people like d just doing a, a different workout every day or doing all, all this different kind of stuff and guilty yeah and, and, and it doesn't work you know it's, it's you know you need to you know, have a concentrated effort, you know, for a little bit, and then, you know, then you could move on, advance, or, you know, shift, or whatever. But yeah, like, it's, it is essential doing all that stuff. So it's really awesome that you provide that Kind of yeah, I come from the marketing, a marketing background. I studied advertising and psychology in college. I went to Cornell for a market, digital marketing strategy. And I've been in the marketing world for so long mm -hmm. that that was what I learned first. And the podcasting came later, but um, it worked out really well because I'm now able to apply all of the marketing strategy that I know and use that to incorporate podcasts into marketing plans rather than just here's a podcast go ahead and market it <laughs> yeah for sure that, that that's um yeah that that's sort of why I, I started my business you know um is because that wasn't available really you, you know people were just like here you go you know and have fun you know and uh, I, I wanted a little bit more and i couldn't really find it so i so, so I did it, you know, and yeah. um, I, I, I had, you know, I still have the wellness company, you know, because I, I, I depend on it for some issues um, from the products it has. But uh, I've been had a marketing agency for since 2014 and I shifted it, like literally just shifted it over to the, the podcast agency, in, you know, because it's because it's. Um, it's so important, but there's some missing links that people aren't putting out there that you are though. That's, 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 that's why I was so excited to speak with you because you, because you understand the, the marketing behind the podcast, not instead of just the podcast. Yeah. When I started my company, um, like I said, I was focused on the storytelling and I was really focused on podcast guesting and how you don't even have to launch a podcast. You can be a guest on others. But when I was, I spent years, uh, producing the finance podcast that started everything. And I saw so many really great guests and so many not really great guests and some hosts that were really great and some hosts that weren't that great. So I launched my company in part to teach people how to do this better. How can you be a better guest? How can you find those stories so that you don't come on a podcast and just talk about your business? Like, how can you share more about yourself and who you are and make those connections? And what are the things that you should avoid? How can you repurpose it to grow your company? 
and all of these different pieces that I just felt people were missing. You can go on a podcast and treat it like a 30-minute ad for your company, or you can do it better and create great content and be invited back and actually have people listening and engage in the show. Yeah, that's awesome. That's beautiful. And I, and I could attest to, the, to that too. It was just because um, I, uh, I was getting interviewed a lot uh, on podcasts uh, right before COVID, you know, like, like, tw like 2017, 2018, all, all through it, and, and, you know, till, till now um, because, because of, uh, for, for the wellness business. And um, a, a lot of the podcast interviews were just like, they, they were like really business oriented and, and, and really like, you know, like structured. And I didn't really get a lot out of it. And then I went on this, it was actually a live stream. And the guy had a ton of people, it was like a YouTube live stream thing. And he was just like, hey, he wanted me to tell my story. And he wanted me to, uh, and and uh, just do this presentation. And I got, and I didn't even know, you know, so I did it off the cuff. And I, I talked for like, you know, too long probably, but, um, but that was like the most, uh, um, I, I didn't mention selling anything, you know, I didn't mention the business at all, but, um, until the end, I, I gave my, my, uh, website link. That was it basically. And like, there was like thousands of dollars for, from that podcast that, that, that people bought for, from me, you know, and you sell supplements, you know, like, and, and it, was, it was like literally thousands of dollars, you, you know, and, and all attributed to the, to that. And that, that's, that's what sort of woke me up to the, to the storytelling and not necessarily trying to market and sell, but just, you know, tell who you are and try to connect with people. You know, that's really important. Yeah. I feel like when you go on a podcast and you're automatically just in sales mode, that's like walking up to someone on the street and saying, hi, you want to buy this? No, no, I don't. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you do. I know nothing about you. Why would I want to buy anything from you? But instead, yeah. if you meet somebody and you start having a conversation and you like learn what it is that they are looking for and you learn, they, they get to learn what you do, that's going to organically turn into some kind of professional relationship. You can't just hand someone something and say, hi, give me $20 and you can have this. It's just, it's not realistic. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So do you, so, so as far as like the guesting, do you, do you help people like as far, do you, do you help coach them? And, and help help them to develop stories and sound bites and things like that. Yeah, so I have a podcast guesting offering that I work with you one on one to hone those stories, figure out what your value points are, and get you really ready to be on a podcast. I um, I'm a podcast host myself, so I could do mock interviews and really get you ready and help you figure out what the topics are that you want to pitch, what you want to focus on, where your value is, help create lead generation tools so you can turn listeners into leads and get them on your mailing list. Basically everything that you need to do. And then also work with you on actually getting you booked on some shows. That's awesome. That's, that's beautiful. So um, do, you, do you have people uh, create lead magnets and stuff like that too? Yeah, I actually, um, I have a free ebook um, all about how you can do that. And it has free uh, 50 ideas for lead magnets. If anybody wants to download it, uh, you can get it at favoriteleadmagnets.com. But it's just really simple ways that you can create a piece of content that people are going to want 
and get them to download it, get on your mailing list and let you target them with your sales messages later so that you don't have to have sales messages on your show. That's awesome. That's beautiful. So um, how did you come up with the name for your company? Uh, Favorite Daughter Media. Um, I came up with it because I wanted to make my sister very sad. Um, <laughs> no, it it was, um, it kind of came out of my relationship with my dad. He has been one of the most supportive people in my life. My And uh, both of my parents have just been so supportive. So and it's not so much about me being the favorite daughter as my parents just being my favorite relationship that I have. So it was paying homage to them more so than me, but it's memorable, it's catchy, and it starts a conversation. Everyone asks um, if I am the favorite daughter. Um, so it depends on who you ask is the uh, answer to the question. But, <laughs> uh, it, it's just, it makes me smile. And that's all I really wanted from a company name, something that made me smile. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, yeah, especially with, uh, you know, being in the marketing and everything, like you want to wake up and be ha happy with your business every day. And and, and so, so things as simple as that, you know, being able to like look at your logo and smile or look at the name, even this as the name and smile. That, that That's uh, so important, you know. Yeah, I spent years in finance just pretending to be this buttoned up financial professional and when I resigned and launched my company, I just wanted to give myself permission to be me. So named it favorite daughter, put pink on everything and fill it with puns and just like making things that make myself laugh. Dad jokes are in everything. And uh, it's just if that's who I am and it's my brand, so I get to do what I want and I get to be myself and people who want to work with me will really resonate with it. And if you don't, then you don't have to work with me. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That that's that's so cool. Very nice. Yeah. So so you you were able to take off the golden handcuffs, you know, from from the finance and and and, and go your own way. Yeah, I still work in that industry. A lot of my clients are in that industry. Um, it's kind of become my niche, but by leaving and launching my own company, I'm able to do it in my own way, which has That's been awesome. really fun and a lot more, a lot more freedom and a lot more creativity than when I was um, as far into the industry as I was. That's beautiful. And you, you knowing about that industry too, gives you like a, you know, leg up kind of a thing against other people that might, you know, be in similar business as you like, like I, like I concentrate on, on fitness, wellness, and beauty. Cause I, cause I know, I, I know that I know, I know salons, I know wellness, you know, cause I had a wellness center for ages and, and a fit and I had, I had a gym for 28 years. So th those are, those are my clients, you know, uh, and, uh, um, and I, and I, I know their business. So like, like, like you were saying earlier, there's different, um, like legal, it, you know things that you, as, as far as what you can say and what you can't say with finance and you yeah. being knowledgeable about that that just is a relief to yeah yeah i am a, i am ready for compliance i know what to say i know what not to say i personally am an accredited financial counselor so that has its own regulations around it as well um tomorrow i leave to go speak at a conference on growing a, a financial planning firm through podcasting and it's just, it's kind of my world. Um, I'm happy to work in other industries, but finance has become my niche and it's a lot of fun. It's, you can do a lot more in finance than uh, people seem to think. People are afraid of compliance and they don't want to even try. So 
um, I've been able to help people over that hump and really help them figure out how they can use something like a podcast or even other types of media and still be within the compliance standards. That's awesome. You're like lifting the veil of what's possible. Exactly. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, so do you have anything else to, to, to share with us that, that, that we might have missed? Um, well, I do have um, another ebook available if anybody is interested. It is all about how a podcast can grow your business. Talks a lot about the SEO that we talked about today. And you can find that at businessgrowthpodcasts.com. And yeah, if you look on my website, there's all types of free content, free downloadable ebooks and anything if you want to learn more about podcasting and how you can do it no matter what industry you're in. Right on. And what's in, what's your main, main website? favoritedaughtermedia.com favorite daughter media and we're, we'll include all, all those links uh down below uh the, in, in the show notes and everything and what's the name of your podcast uh, my podcast is called branded it is a comprehensive guide to creative branding all about building your personal brand and becoming a thought leader um, as a way to grow professionally that's awesome that's beautiful well, thank you for coming on the show, Sarah. We really appreciate it. You know, you sharing your insights. And um, what and is that the best way to get a hold of you on, on, on your main website? Yeah, if you go on my website, you'll find all my contact information, all my socials. There's buttons to just book a quick call with me just to talk about what I do and how it can help you. Tell me about your goals and see if I can point you in the right direction or offer you any resources that might help. Awesome. Awesome. And, and like we said, we'll make sure to include all your links in the show notes below. So that concludes another episode of Podcast Marketing Secrets. I hope you have a beautiful day.